0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. Douglas are here. This is uh this is this is my buddy uh, this is my buddy Phil. Phil's been on here twice before. He uh, actually you're one of the OGs. I think you were in like the first 20, the first 30 episodes.
1: Yeah. Are we on Are we on like 500 now?
0: This is 505 think you were like 25 which is insane but this is a he taught me that he taught me the word douglas which is uh it's the culturally appropriated correct like politically correct it's the culturally appropriated correct yeah. word of share a, it with of, the world of dog yeah so because dog is we discovered, we discovered is uh, it's actually uh, offensive to, I think, people from Jamaica or some shit. So the correct term is actually, you're my Douglas. And, um, but yeah, no, you were you're were the episode above my parents. So many yeah. things have changed. So many fucking things have changed. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, for everybody interested, you did an ep- we did an episode called Cults and Mercenaries. And it was about, if I can recall correctly, how you accidentally joined the cult and then it culminated with like you guys were driving with this guy that like identified as a ninja and he had like an RPG in his trunk.
1: Uh, It started with, uh, i I accidentally joined a cult just as being a early in my early twenties and being a bit of a seeker, a spiritual seeker and into yoga and stuff like that. And then it's way easier than you would think to find a yoga cult. And then, uh, that put the, put the whole thing on my radar. And then, so I, I started noticing cults all over the place and I had some friends that were in this other cult called the modern mystery school. And the guy that runs there, that thing is uh, called Goodney Goodnesson. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, uh, he, he runs like a mercenary company and, uh, That was all – they just recently had a big write-up in Vice. And so they finally got their 15 minutes of fame or infamy. Um, So if you want to look that up, uh, anybody out there, there's – it was a big article. I wish they would have done a video on it, but um, they did this this huge article. I can't remember what it's called, but if you look up Vice and – or Vice News and – the Modern Mystery School, it should come up. It's a pretty extensive article. And um, I I looked at uh, my friend's Facebook pages, the people that are still in it now, 20 years later, and uh, they were very um, defensive. There it is, dude. There, there oh. it is. That that illustration is just
0: magnifique. On, on, on point.
1: Yeah. But uh, he, yeah, he run Goodney goodness and also some sort of mercenary. They touch on that in the article. And my friend said he was driving around with him and he had to get something out of the truck out of the trunk of his SUV and there was like you know, some serious weaponry in there. High, high level bazooka. Uh, He described it as a bazooka. I was not there so I can't say if it was an RPG or what, but it was some serious uh, blackwater arsenal type stuff,
0: which is some John McAfee shit kind of, uh, and for, yeah. for everybody listening um also we have got a little bit of an internet delay, so I apologize if i'm if I'm cutting them off, but uh for everybody listening, yeah, real quick uh the the last episode we did about accidentally joining a cult it was I remember when i when you first said that, I was like, this is absurd, I need to do an episode with this guy, but then, as we talked more. And again, everyone can go watch the other episode. It's like two hours long. I don't need to go through all of it right now. But I realized just how easily I probably could have joined one. There was a several year span where I was really into psychedelics, really into meditation, really into kind of dissolving the structures that I would grown up in, you know, just the the Western conservative Catholic nine to five nuclear family. We just really got into like some, which I think is good for everyone to explore, the dissolution of boundaries, and despite yeah. still wearing a uh, a crazy psychedelic hoodie now, it, yeah, not, yeah, I
1: made this. It, that was a uh, that was a solid black hoodie, and then you meditated, and, then and it, this is that. what happened.
0: This and this is the danger: if yeah. you meditate once, all of your clothes <laughs> will explode from from matrix <laughs> shit to crazy second go fractal yeah for everybody watching this shit this is the merch I did make this you can uh, go buy it in the store support the podcast or we can start a mercenary group but the point is is you talked That's about it dude thanks man is you talked about just how easy it was to be pulled into one and I'm someone that did a you know several years where I kind of stopped doing the whole pre-med thing right after I lost my brother uh I'll start I go I went to tomorrow world a couple years in a row. It really long you really got in a tie-dye and shit meditation which i mean I, there are a lot of good facets from that whole aspect of my life but the point is is because i know we're on a limited time right now the point is is that it was probably the only reason i didn't end up in a cult was probably just luck i probably just didn't approach one i probably wasn't approached by one if i had been in physical proximity to one and whether it was I'm much more of an introvert I don't really like hanging out with people but had I gone and done something social like you did like yoga that's 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 the kind of misconception I had I thought someone comes to you covered in white robes and goes drink the kool-aid we're gonna go ride the UFO the way you described it and again everyone can go watch it it's a two-hour episode is you didn't even realize you're in one until until you're in one you were like whoa 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 what the fuck is this but the point is I want to say that. So for everyone w- wondering, how do you accidentally join a cult? That's how. But um, that was one whole episode. And towards the end of it, you were describing kind of your second brush in, which is, I think, with the modern mystery school or the modern school of mystery. Goodney need goodness which sounds like a sound yeah. They had a
1: few names, like, like they always do. They always have some shelf companies, and they have multiple names. When I first heard of them, they were called the Rocky Mountain Mystery School, <laughs> and then at some point they just ditched that and uh, went full on with the Modern Mystery School, and uh, they're they're out there, and I can say my my friends that are in it weren't. Um, They weren't super zealous like trying to get you to join all the time and they were still out there in the world and and doing shows you know they're musicians or whatever so i can say they they didn't um like get get all cloistered and um isolated from the rest of the world as much i know they do to an extent um but they uh they still get out there and they're, they have social lives and whatnot, which is good. I can say there's more than I can say for the dawn yoga, the one that I was in. They really tried to uh, encourage you more and more to just cut off everyone else outside of the group, family, friends. They would make subtle little <clears throat> insults and slights at uh, anyone that wasn't in the group, essentially. And I've read that that's common in all cults and really, uh, Maybe all religions, but especially cults, there's always a devil that's on, on the other side. And even like these, they might fall into the category of a human potential group. And uh, almost sort of like Scientology or whatever, but I think Scientology's got Cthulhu, so they've got their devil. But the human potential groups will tell you there is no devil, there is no evil. It's all—it's all just the universe. It's all the duality that makes it uh, that creates the whole thing. But the, you'll find once you're in there long enough that the devil to those groups is anyone that has not received the training anyone that's not in the group essentially becomes the devil once you're in long enough
0: and I mean that's a having having an inside group with uh, minimized uh, communication with outsiders and a and a an opponent I mean that's not just how you start cult. that's that's also like the 101 of how to take over a nation right <laughs> I mean you gotta you gotta have right i mean what's the most prominent one you gotta have the jews you gotta have the gypsies the roma you gotta goebbels right you gotta denounce the denounce the pacifists as uh as lacking patriotism i mean it's just it's on a much much grander scale but how do you Mm. look at something as someone that has so like i have experience and that experience is talking to you with someone that has uh-huh. all the experience that you can't put into words or don't have to, the time to just things you know right i i can describe what it's like to do a podcast till I'm blue in the face but ultimately there's just going to be things that i can't relay what are things that from your experiences of accidentally joining one how does that change how you look at the world now when you see political groups or or, you know, uh, new music, or, or like, a, like, a sports team, or anything. Do you see, do you, has the veil dropped with groups around the world? Do you look at things, whether it's left or right, or whether it's sure. X, Y, and Z? Like what?
1: Sure. I'll look at, um, the, like, the cult, being in a cult is, like, being part of, like, a group mindset. And we all, we're all part of little groups, and, um, it might be yeah, like following a, a band or being part of, of a, of a page is like elements to it. Can you, can you say the, that? Uh, can you the, the devil is the other, the
0: outsider, right? The internet cutout. Can you say that again?
1: Yeah. The, uh, sure. I'm going to move a little bit closer to my router and see if that helps.
0: Phil has had and very uh, patience with me today. Just there's
1: the, the uh, we are a we're a tribal species, right? So we we naturally have evolved to want to be in tribes and we naturally form like patterns of speech and code words uh, within groups that like you'll in that group right and sometimes it's just between you and one friend and maybe that you have your own inside jokes and your own vernacular and that that can get in a bigger group and an even bigger group and then uh, I've noticed like military military. Never been in the military, where it has like this, uh, like a cult mindset to it. That like this, you've gone through a lot of stuff together. To people are like, "Oh, you understand," because you know you were in the Marines, for instance, or um, or like the, you know they suck together, and it creates this incredible bond. And I went through a lot of that exact same sort of stuff uh, in my experience with On Yoga, now Body and Brain. They tried to change their name to uh, escape their karma there. But um, definitely a lot of similarities just throughout the human experience, And which is, I think, what one of the reasons it's so easy for cults to to exist. And there's always more. There's always so many more than you thought there were. They just seem to be everywhere. And even with all the the awareness of it these days, there's still just more and more happening all the time.
0: Now, can there be good cults? Because I do agree with what you're saying. There is a, just as we all want to fuck, and we all want to eat, we all want to sleep, and we all want shelter and the door that locks, we also want to be on a team, right? There's nothing like whether it's I was in a fraternity my freshman year of college or whether it's playing fucking video games and it's you and your friend versus two other best friends but it's fuck them we're 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 the blue team sure there is absolutely and it feels good it feels good and it's it's not a you know it's not a drug that damages your body there's there's nothing better than you and a buddy in beer pong fuck them right it's Uh, is there a way to keep right there's I love I love like aggression and getting out but I I go to the gym every morning and have for over 15 years and that's how I get it out of my body I don't I don't need Mm -hmm. to go beat up a neighboring caveman or kill like a saber-tooth tiger I go lift weights until I'm tired like a pussy and that's a like a healthy outlet to that thing that my my primal instinct so desires i say all of that to say is there a healthy cult without the negative give me all your money cut off your loved ones and drink the kool-aid is there a i mean is that sports teams is that does it already exist or could it be you know do you choose an enemy that you can't actually hurt like fuck depression man yeah dude fuck depression let's go be healthy and get some sunshine do you think there's something like that or do you look at it as like no it's a slippery slope
1: there should be and uh, i like i like sports i like uh following my sports teams to an extent i don't get as uh religious about it as some people do i think people take it way way too seriously but I think it is like a a pressure release valve for certain aspects of our evolutionary psychology like that need for war essentially that need for tribal warfare and you we can get that out and by this like proxy war of a of two football teams going at it or baseball teams basketball teams and uh, so I kind of vibe with that I don't understand as much like tennis for instance where it's just one person (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. you're breaking up you're breaking up again this might be my internet it might not be uh, damn it but yeah, you're good um, okay
1: but uh yeah i was saying tennis, um, yeah tennis tennis players i i get it if you're a, um, a fan of watching tennis but i don't get like rooting for one tennis player so much and let, they don't really represent a, a team or a country or anything other than themselves, and then people just, I guess, identify with them or decide who their favorite one is, and then they vote, they uh, root for that guy. But I think uh, following sports teams, teams, Seahawks, you follow them a re- religious manner, and. Uh, and i think it's good it can be good as long as you don't let it get toxic you know like uh, seahawks uh, lost the super bowl in 20 with the 2014 year they lost to the patriots and uh, it was a good game and they lost at the end like who gives a shit <laughs> i was just i'm just glad that the the season went on longer cuz we got to like have more more season and they won the super bowl the year before and that was that was it was fun to see because they basically sucked for my entire life and uh but uh hopefully i'm you're still getting my re- my reception right now yeah, yeah, yeah you're uh my my video on you is locking up a little bit but uh, uh, no, hopefully I, it's still coming through
0: yeah i can still hear you. you're still coming through fine um so okay i was uh I, it's just, oh I'm, good. I've never, I've never watched him before or anything, but last night I started finding some old videos when he was like in his young twenties, of Tony Robbins, and like, I mean, first, oh, yeah. first and foremost, I mean, I, I guess give credit where credit's due. I mean, the dude's got presence; he can grasp your attention. Yeah. But man, he's got charisma yeah. for sure. But man, you watch him, and it's like, you know. It's like you know meth. Not even once. You know to like, nope. I'll read about meth. I'll watch movies. Yeah. Of Wall Street, where they're doing cocaine. That's fun enough for me. Like I've never done cocaine because I'm terrified I'll never stop doing it. I was watching him, and I was like, it's good that I'm yeah, watching sure. this on a phone, and I'm watching it on a YouTube channel where all the comments are kind of making fun of them. It's like. It's like watching a scary movie with the lights on, with you and all your friends, and you're all like, "Hey, this is this movie's stupid, right?" But you're all scared shitless. But because we're all together, it's like the exorcism of Emily Rose is an. Uh-huh. I kind of felt like that. I was watching Tony Robbins on like a VHS video with like bad audio, and it's in a YouTube comments with a bunch of other people. Oh, and I'll put the video in the description. It's it's good, but everyone's kind of like, "This guy's a huckster." But I could also, part of my brain was like, just like, man, I'm glad I'm watching this scary movie. I couldn't watch this alone on like a rainy night. Uh, We just lost Phil. He'll be back, I think. But the video I was, uh, is he back? I think he's back. But the video you watch and you're like, man, if I was in a, if I was in a poor spot in my life, I could see where this would just suck me in and this guy would take me for a ride um here he is he's back um but you watch him and the dude just I mean he captures you and like you know you look at things sometimes and you look back in history and you're like how could these people rise to power how could this happen and then you watch him and you're like oh man you couple that guy with like an economic slump and like nationalism. Yeah. Man, you go, "Oh, I I see how Hitler rose to power." You go, "I oh, okay, I get it. I get it." Yeah, for sure. He's he's a Do you look at someone like that and you're like, "That's that's a cult." For sure.
1: Um I mean, Tony Robbins is has a ton of charisma, very uh talented motivator and public speaker, but like as people have brought up before about him. What has he done exactly? <laughs> yeah, He was like, you can, if you, if you have the mindset, you can be rich and powerful like me. <laughs> yeah. What has he but done? To, yeah. He's sort of like a life coach, but that hasn't really done anything other than he's a really good life coach. And that would all be well and good. But uh, there seems to be, like an angle to it like he's he's been known to shill products that were kind of outright scammy like um, multi-level marketing uh, schemes and also his he's got a son out there now it's like his clone and he's starting to get into the game and the guy's i don't know he's young he's around like 20 years old and he's doing this like motivational thing it's like well now wait a second your dad did all that you're now you're just like you've trained under the master and it's, it's actually reminds me of the swamis in a big way like we last time we talked about swamiji and uh, the orange robe guy that was running a cult and was sexually abusing people and was very much the same blueprint as as Don yoga and those guys have a lineage where they like they're they're an orange robe guru they take advantage of people and then they they like train a disciple or two and then that guy carries on the tradition and uh, there might be good swamis out there if there are I've never seen one uh, everyone I've ever seen has some sort of uh, some sort of baggage or accusations or something behind them that um, it's just this constant thing I don't know maybe people need need to be subservient on some level, that feeds into the
0: cult um, yeah success rate. I mean, there might be people that, right? It's like, a, it's like that Avengers movie when, like, Loki makes his first appearance, and he's like, the deepest held secret is humans love to live on their knees. It's like the one thing we don't want to admit is we love a strong leader. Mm-hmm. There's, Amen. there's, there's a lot to be said for that. You know, we you don't think so? Like, I, I like, I'm, I'm free. I'm an American, and it's like is there nothing more inspiring though than like a than like a Dwight Eisenhower like talking to the troops before before you're sent to the beaches to be ripped up by machine gun fire? I Absolutely, mean, man. I mean um, yeah. Christianity.
1: Sure. Christianity is like sit back and just don't worry about shit cuz some great father figure is going to take care of everything yes. for us.
0: Yes. And it's Back to Tony Robbins, you're right cuz I remember I never heard of Tony Robbins. Before, I was listening to, I always say this like a fucking hipster douche. I started listening to Rogan in like 2011. And I was like, oh, this is the Fear Factor guy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I remember sure. him being like Tony Robbins. And I had never heard of Tony Robbins before. And he was like, that guy's odd because he's wildly successful at being successful. <laughs> he's yeah. a motivational speaker for being a motivational speaker. Yeah. It's, it's this weird circular, like... And it's – there's a lot of cult-like – that's one thing I do, right? is like uh, Tim Dillon. I think Tim Dillon's the funniest man alive. He's got a Patreon and he does an episode every week on YouTube that's free and he does a, an episode every week that's on Patreon. I legitimately think he's the funniest man alive. And it's five bucks a month for his Patreon. He's hilarious. Oh, you – okay, good. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's making like 150 grand a month on Patreon. He provides a product though and it's the funniest – I can't stop this i can't i mean i i turned blue in the face laughing i don't put anything on patreon and because of that i don't chill patreon i i can't run ads on this on this channel because youtube won't let me so i have hoodies that i make that i did design over the years and at the very least if you hate the podcast maybe you even hate the design on the hoodie at the very least if you buy this it's a physical thing. You can use it as a rag. You can clean up your dog's shit. If there's a rainstorm and your car breaks down, you can pull yeah. an old moldy hoodie out. At the very least, it's a piece of fabric. You do get something. There's something about yeah. Tony Robbins though where it's it's you do this. He, yeah. He promise sure. you heaven. You do this. Did you
1: see have you seen his uh, the show they did about him on Netflix? It's yeah. called I am not your guru. No. It was great. It's a great documentary. They kind of did on him, and uh, they followed him around for one of his uh, weekend retreat-type things. And it mostly paints him in a good light, but um, it also uh, probably leaves out a bunch of stuff in there that would not be so flattering. Uh, And I'm sure, I don't know if they went over the cost, but the cost for, like, this three-day weekend retreat it might have been four or five days but it was an insane amount of money like seven thousand dollars or something and the place is packed it's like a huge like mega church style like thousands of people in there at like seven thousand a pop and there's some parts in there that are definitely questionable like the um there's a woman that stands up and says that her relationship sucks or whatever and he has her call her boyfriend and break up with him in front of like three thousand people, <laughs> and uh, a, that was just like, its a little bit like if you're not my guru, then why are you like, you know, being a guru? Yeah. To this woman.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, there's a couple other other things like that, but I remember watching it. I was like, um, I was motivated. I was a little bit pumped up by by Tony, but then. I don't remember a damn thing uh, that about it. It's just it's kind of like he's a really good cheerleader, and like at the end of it, I was like, "Yeah, man, we got to go out there and get it." But so, you know, fast forward a week later, I was like, I don't remember anything that guy said other than like we got to go out there and get it.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, I know that there's people that go to his seminars like over and over and over again. And it's like, uh, is it working if you have to keep going? <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Right. It's it's, you know, I heard uh, Ray Kump, who was early on the Tim Dillon show, he's his co-host early on. He did make a good point. He goes, some people might go and then they do do something with their life because they go, I can't go. Pay, I've already paid seven thousand. Like, I got to do something now, at the very least, to not hate myself. I got to go yeah. make a change.
1: That's just, that's like the biggest motivator there is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. It's I mean. I can say at like the lowest depression point in my life in like twenty seventeen, there were two books that did help me: "The uh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck" by Mark Manson, and "The Untethered Soul" by Michael A. Singer. The latter of which is more of a more of like a meditation kind of book, and the former which is a lot more kind of crass and fuck it, just do whatever. Those helped. Those helped when I was at a very low point now the podcast is there's 500 episodes there's 5,000 subscribers it's making money kind of not really and it's like right and i feel it's a little working that it's almost like that's not a it's almost like at my lowest point that was um i don't know it's like i was i had no painkillers and those books were like a tylenol and they were kind of helped that's a terrible analogy it's like i was fucking starving and they and those were like a soggy cracker I was happy to have the Soggy Cracker, whereas now those don't really do it for me. If I'm like, I need to find a new guest. I had these guests have been saying, no, why can't I get a new guest? Those books don't really. I listen to it. And I'm like, this guy's trying to make money. He's trying to sell a book. But yeah. I mean, they did. They actually did have a positive. I mean, granted, they pumped me up to maybe get out of bed and change my underwear. But there's something to be said for when you're in a pit of, you know, anyone that knows depression well knows that you know, that's worth its weight in gold. If someone can talk you to get out of bed and just go brush your teeth, I mean, not exaggerating. Like, that that can be a big win on those days. But sure. there is something not... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've been there five times. And it's, man, if you got to <laughs> go, go back to the same surgeon five times, <laughs> right, it's like... Yeah. You might not be the right surgeon. It's... But it's very easy because, right? He he provides. Are you standing, by the way? I feel I feel bad if you want to take a seat or something. I'm
1: um, I'm holding this oh, and okay. pointing up at me. Oh,
0: um, I just felt like Chris uh-huh. Hansen. take a seat. But um,
1: <laughs> so
0: did you see that guy got uh that there's sexual assault charges coming against that guy?
1: Um, Chris Hansen? Yeah,
0: the take a seat guy.
1: I did not know that he had uh, allegations coming out oh, okay. or and charges.
0: I, yeah, allegations, not not charges. Then I'm fake news. I'm sorry, but uh,
1: no, that's that's no. It doesn't surprise me because the dude's crazy. Um, I saw that he uh, he had some sort of internet bull. He had an internet um, enemy, and he like showed up at his house. Jesus Christ! I saw something about that like some months ago. Like Chris Hansen's a little. Yeah, he's like a, and he showed up at the guy's house, like trying to harass him or intimidate him. And the guy called the the cops and uh, was like, "Yeah, Chris Hansen from TV. He's at my doorstep. He won't leave." And uh, so Chris Hansen did. I loved that show. I thought that show was doing great work. Uh, But uh, he's he's a screw loose. He's got a couple screws loose. Yeah. Right. It
0: did probably provide... have a seat right there. Yeah.
1: But that you gotta have a screw loose to do what he did on that show. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised no one shanked him, you know.
0: You know, it did right? provide kind of like a public service. It probably made pedophiles think twice before going and meeting up with someone, right?
1: It's morally it's right on the nice edge morally. <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> between between vigilanteism and whatnot. But I'm on the other running. hand Yeah, but on the other hand, those motherfuckers <laughs> thought they were meeting up with like a 13 year old boy or girl so fuck them
0: yeah no no absolutely i'm with you man that's a dangerous show because i mean there's no way that they there's no way that they didn't think like one of these days someone's gonna come but they're also gonna have a shotgun in their in their backpack
1: yeah, well, there was that one guy killed himself. Do you remember that part? That was part of the reason they took it off the air originally is one of the guys they, they uh, trapped was like a county prosecutor. And he, he went back to his house. I think he didn't go into the house or I don't remember the exact story, but he basically barricaded himself inside of his home and police showed up and there was a brief standoff and that was, the guy was just buying a little bit of time to write a quick suicide note and blew his head off. Wow. Yeah. Some hardcore shit.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the South Park episode? Making fun of. I step know step. I've
1: seen it cause I've seen every single South Park episode there is, but it might, it might've been 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's an old one, but, uh, basically what happens is like is like chris is doing like a show or something it's like a it's like a live show it's like at a studio audience or whatever it's like a little auditorium and i think cartman like i think he, he does something where like he invites like a hundred different pedophiles to come meet him and it's they all come into the auditorium while while he's filming and they see chris hansen and they go oh shit and so they shoot themselves in the head it's one after another people showing up and they go oh shit it's chris hansen and and like there's just sounds
1: like a a reference to i vaguely remember that episode sounds like a reference to the guy that killed himself yeah because they were closing in on him
0: jesus but yeah yeah the thing with like man we're gonna get sued for slander to tie that into tony robbins is uh he promises i mean it's a it's geniusly and I mean, even General Patton would say like about the Nazis, you have to respect your enemy. You can your enemy can be the literal Nazis, but to to not respect your enemy is stupid. That will get you killed. Whether it's You better. gotta
1: respect their ability. Yes. You know, you don't don't have to respect their ideology or whatever. But Co- definitely correct. Risk, yeah.
0: You have to respect the Nazis engineering. You have to respect the the, fer- the fervor of the Japanese. You have to respect the brutality of ISIS. You have to respect the ingenuity of of al-qaeda it doesn't yeah Uh, you don't have to respect their ideas but you have to respect how they if you didn't respect them you wouldn't feel the need to have to kill them right there wouldn't be a formidable foe so you have to respect tony robbins's ability to accrue money in that he offers you something that he's not on the hook for And that no one else can offer. I can offer you a fucking new car. And, like, you and I both know that will make you happy for a little bit. But then it's just a car. Even if it's a Lamborghini. You could sell the Lamborghini and, you know, put your kids through private college. Sure. But eventually, you know, but what Tony Robbins offers is is peace and success in all of your endeavors. Euphoria. Ecstasy. I mean, that's what he said in the video I watched with him last night. He goes... You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna reestablish the love with your husband that you guys felt when you first met. And every time you walk in the door and he hears your voice, he's gonna, oh, it's gonna be an ecstasy. That that can't happen. Even the, my my grandparents, rest in peace, they were married into their 80s until my grandfather died and then my grandmother died. Happy couple, big family, big grandkids, strong, played backgammon every day their entire lives. Just. You know, it's the kind of like you, you see their love and you go, that's what I want one day. Even they, they're not in ecstasy all the time. They're still arguing with each other. It's the happiest couples you find still have bullshit to do with each other every day. The idea that it's going to, you're going to, all of your relationships are going to be successful. Don't you want that? Ten times more successful than they are now. Don't you want that? You want to make more money? How much more money? The sky's the limit. He offers them heaven, and if they fall short, well, then that's on them, not him. Or sure. you just got to come to another seminar. And it's you got to respect that that business, right? You got to respect like a heroin dealer. I mean, hey, you create a yeah. need, right? That's
1: the genius. That's the genius turn that like uh, those these like modern um, like self help gurus yeah. and uh, modern MLMs. Have taken on they take on this this angle that if you fail is because you didn't work hard enough, yeah. you didn't believe, um and etc. So you, if you're giving up, it's, it's not because we scammed you out of your money. It's because you didn't work hard enough. Yeah, you just didn't hustle. You didn't grind hard enough. Yeah, sorry, bitch.
0: Yeah, it's on you. And yeah. but we can help you. We can help you. You just got to come back.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to stay with us. You got to keep on yeah. bringing in that that money.
0: Yeah, right. And it's eventually
1: funny. you'll get there,
0: right? It's like I bought like my first like big boy purchase in my life a couple months ago. I bought myself like the newest, biggest iPhone. I've always not that I, I mean I'm incredibly grateful, but like I, I always had like five years behind on the iPhone because it was always just cheap. Sure. Just get an iPhone two yeah. and everyone's on the seven first world problems. Uh-huh. And I was finally like, you know i contact guests for my podcast on my phone i was like it's a business expense i need a i need a fucking point is is it's a nice iphone 12 it's a big sexy screen a lot of storage if this doesn't work i go to apple and i get a new one because i bought a product that was guaranteed to have this much storage this wi-fi connectivity this ability this frame this frame rate this refresh rate that's a physical product. If my car stops working, I go back to Jiffy Lube and go, Hey, you didn't fucking do the thing with the oil. And they go, Oh shit, okay. Yeah, fix it. But when I offer you ecstatic euphoria, when I offer you the love that you once had when you were young, you, you can't offer that. And yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like, you know, we do live in a free society, like, you're free to get burned. You are free to be stupid. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know. But, you know, I think it was Tim Dillon that said, he goes, hold on, Tony Robbins' son's a speaker? He's like, wait a second. <laughs> it's like, hold the fuck
1: You up. know what, uh, going, yeah, exactly. Going back to uh, the question you had a few minutes ago was like, are there good cults?" Reminds me of, I think it was a comedian, I don't remember who, but it was on Joe Rogan. And they were like, you know, whenever I watch these cult shows, the first, the first half an hour, I'm always like, wow, this sounds great. This <laughs> is a bunch of sex and community. And, uh, then it gets sour. Then it turns sour. And that's the thing that always gets me about cults is like, you had something really good going and you had. You had the abilities to bring people together for a common good. And then you fucked it up by wanting to put your dick in everybody. And uh, that's over and over and over again. It's the worst thing from the Nation of Islam, uh, that Malcolm X was the really good work for uh, African-Americans. And then they just couldn't handle all sorts of things. they couldn't handle malcolm's success so they like ostracized him and then then he left and they killed him and the same thing with don yoga that i was in it's it, like there's a there's a lot of good happening but then they just push it too far they want everything they're not happy with just having 35% of you they've got to have 100% 110% got to just turn over everything and they'll just keep pushing you and pushing you to where you either join or get the fuck out. Join all the way or get out. And same thing with uh, all these cults on Netflix. It's the same thing. Every The first 15 minutes to 30 minutes of the documentary, if these people are having the time of their lives, it's the happiest they've ever been. They've got a community. They're, they're feeling connected like a tribe. And then there's always some guru at the center that's rot and it fucks the whole thing up. Yeah. And so I've, I don't have that kind of charisma, but if I did, I would start a cult and I wouldn't fuck anyone. Maybe one, just one person. That was my partner, but no, not, not, uh, have a harem, not, uh, like the leader of the nation of Islam, the guy they called the honorable Elisha Muhammad. He knocked up, like, a bunch of his secretaries as, like, a 70-something-year-old man. That was the final straw for Malcolm, and that's why he left. And then, uh, uh, if you've never read Malcolm X's autobiography, read it. It's fucking riveting. So awesome. Uh He went from being, like, a hood on the streets of Harlem selling, uh, selling dope, selling reefer to uh, such names as like Duke Ellington and Ella Fitzgerald. He even went on tour with them as like the resident weed dealer because he could he knew where to get it all along the East Coast. So he rode with them on these trains. And then uh, he got into trouble, went to prison, and that's where he got into Islam. And then he came out, was in the Nation of Islam for 10 years, and was like their... That was that's where he did most of his uh, talk about by any means necessary, and was sort of saying like like we're not for violence, but if it, violence is what it takes, then that's what we'll do. And then and it's a it was it was all his talk, a kind of divisive talk about uh, the white white man versus the black man, and that's what he's most remembered for, unfortunately. And then in the last like two years of his life is when he left the nation. And really did more talk about like peace peace and love and unity more along the lines of like the, the hippie uh ethos and said such things as I've learned now that it's not a battle of races, it's a battle of the oppressors versus the oppressees mm-hmm. versus the oppressed and they killed him, man, blew him away.
0: Yeah, well I mean <clears throat> It's like what Bill Hicks said, you know. It's like when I, what happens when there's someone that, what happens when there's someone that remembers it's just a ride and they go, hey, love each other, be nice, we're all one consciousness, and there's no such thing as death. We just need to remember that we are all God. We kill those people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Without fail, man. Yeah. every time.
0: It's like Jesus killed, or Gandhi killed, uh, MLK killed, Reagan wounded. Yeah. He goes, we always let the demons live. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's always. Speaking
1: of of cults too, and mindset uh, and uh, brainwashing, you've been doing some great work on your pod um, in regards to this like vaccine mandates and stuff like that. I'm with you. I'm with you. I appreciate um, what, the, what you've done, I saw the one you had on the other day with the uh, the inventor, the pioneer of the Robert mRNA. Robert yeah, Robert, Doctor Robert Malone, <laughs> Doctor Robert, and um, it's great, man. I'm out here in I'm out here in Seattle, and uh, it's a very liberal area, and I could be described as a liberal person, but I'm not on board with with mandated vaccines. And I'm I'm for choice, for body autonomy, and it really should not be required.
0: Breaking up. Of course, as soon
1: as we talk about the vaccine, it it shuts
0: down. Yeah, no, you're right, body autonomy.
1: And um, they've convinced everyone that, like, it's like a cult mindset that it's like oh you got to get it or you're a fucking retard you're a yokel you're uh anti-science it's like okay for anti-science how about all those scientists including the the pioneer of the technology himself are like oh no we don't talk about that we only talk about the uh the prevailing winds yeah you know of of uh and you know
0: no it's a bunch it's, of bullshit. It's insane. And, you know, as you know, I did, I did one of those episodes and someone uh, uh, messaged me and said, thanks so much for doing that. I was like, yeah, man, of course. And they, they're they like, uh, my best friend or like my older sister went and got it. And she's a fucking moron. And I was like, no, I was like, no, she's not. This guy was like, what do yeah. you mean? And I was like, that's the very thing that I'm trying to work against is this. blanket mindset. I was like, the whole point of having this individual on and for arguing for the free flow and free discussion is so that we can get at the truth. The very problem with the prevailing winds, as you said, is the science is settled, shut the fuck up, suppress all opposing information. That's not science. Science is fearless deconstruction and rebuilding until you find that which cannot be taken away. And that's the core. When people go, I'm with you Tommy I know someone that got the vaccine they're a retard I'm like no because the whole thing is we don't know we don't know what all the effects are maybe we maybe we have free flow of discussion and maybe we find out that this vaccine is the single best thing in human history how I don't know but maybe we do but we if we don't keep an open mind to all outcomes or it's the worst thing there's 10,000 deaths I'm all for
1: yeah I'm all for people getting the vaccine if they want it
0: knock your socks off Yeah, go for it. Go nuts, go um, wild. um, Yeah. I don't fucking want Uh it. Get the fuck away from me. It's Yeah. You know, I'm I'm I can be described as conservative. But one thing I've always said that doesn't fall in line with conservatism is you know, I went to a private Catholic high school and middle school. You couldn't have hair or and I know I gotta let you go in a minute. I, you couldn't have hair over your eyebrows your ears or your collar so I had hair that went right up to my eyebrows or my ears and my collar for like 12 years until I went to college mm-hmm. and it was a public college and they didn't give a fuck so I cut my hair this short and it's been this short for 12 <laughs> years I hate when people tell me what to do same thing with, same thing with YouTube when they tell me I can't talk about the vaccine not only am I going to talk about it more I'm going to go get the fucking inventor of it <laughs> like it's it's yeah. just it's in me it's who I am It's great work, man. Thanks. And because of that, and I've said for years, I personally, as a biology student, as someone that got into medical school and pharmacy school and published research, thank you, is that I do think a fetus is a a person. I just, for the biologically, I think it is. However... I'm with you. However, I'm not a woman, and I cannot know what it's like to have that. So as much as I do think it's a person and I do think abortion is killing, I have an odd... I think it's killing I also think they should be allowed can I argue that morally no I don't think I can but at the very core what I do acknowledge is is I'm not a woman and I don't know what that's like I think it's terrible I think they shouldn't but just as I flip my shit when people tell me how long my hair can't be I've tried to acknowledge my whole life that as much as the idea of abortion creeps me out I also know that there's no way I can understand what it's like to be a woman and therefore Yeah, and I, it's gonna happen. Yes, and exactly, and it's gonna happen anyway. Therefore I I go, Hey, I don't know, so yeah, go get it. Because I can't know.
1: Yeah, so, if it's gonna happen either way. It might as well provide it safely.
0: Safely. Same thing with drugs and guns. And then, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then it's gonna be on them. the the karma and the moral conflict is going to be on them
0: for them. And they are a free adult in a free American society where that is for them to choose just as it's for me to choose to do a podcast instead of medical school. So I say all of that to say, despite being conservative, I have always said, I do believe in the, my body, my choice. So when a bunch of people are now saying on the right, my body, my choice and people on the left are going, well, you've never been that way for abortion fuck you. Yes, I have. And as you're saying, you're like, Hey, as a liberal, it is my body, my choice. The idea that you're going to take a, let's break it. Let's get rid of all the semantics and let's break it down into what it really is. There's, I'll let you go in two minutes. You know, there's the, the whole, no, pheno- there's the whole phenomena of like when you describe everyday things and just to make people realize how absurd it is. Like right now, what are we doing? Oh, I was me and my buddy Phil and we're doing a podcast. Well, what is that really? Oh, this is another sentient human being Uh, another sack of fat and protein that's conscious and we're talking through a a flat plasma screen at light speed with electrons Mm -hmm. and protons going through some fiber optic internet created by DARPA in the 60s so that the government could communicate during a nuclear holocaust and we're talking about things with learned languages that I'm making sounds that are doing what is it uh, spaces and vacuums and collapsing and making different sound waves and it's going into your ear into your cochlear fucking whatever the incus the malleus Mm -hmm. the stapes those three bones and they're vibrating In such a way that it then goes into your brain, and because you talk the same language that I do, you then deconstruct. You go, "Oh, whoa, that's weird." Scrap it, brother. And but there's there's a term for it. I don't know what it is, but we'll just call it. (laughs) We'll just call it whatever. We'll just call it stoner. Whoa, dude, right? (laughs) So let's call what let's call what a, a mandatory vaccine really is. Is it someone coming on or demanding that you go somewhere with someone else who takes? a sharpened metal syringe, and all sharpness is, is pressure. Pressure is force divided by area. That's all tip of something is. So it's something with immense pressure that can cut, no different than a blade. It's a syringe where they're going to put something that goes into your bloodstream, the ultimate autonomy, the kingdom of you, the kingdom of Tommy, the kingdom of Phil, the same kingdom of a woman that should decide whether or not she wants an abortion. They're taking this thing. Okay, what is it? Well, it's a chemical. What is it? It Built by who? Uh, a couple corporations that are making ref- record profits that are guarded against yeah. any allegations or uh, liabilities against them, yeah. and there is a global coordinated conspiracy of censorship against anybody talking out about it. And there are more deaths in the last the more deaths in the last twelve years from this vaccine than there have been in all other vaccines combined in the last fifty years. And you want to put it into my bloodstream? Why is it to? Is it because of that virus that's going around where it literally turns you into a zombie and you bleed out of your eyes? No, 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 it's not that. It's a it's a cold that does kill some older people, but if you're younger, there's a ninety nine point seven percent chance you're gonna survive. Fuck off. That's yep. what it is to me. And Amen. Amen,
1: brother. You know Preach what
0: it. you know what, man? I probably would have took taken it without thinking twice if they had just said, Yeah, if you want to get it, come get it. I, probably, I also probably would have been busy. Sure, I should get a pandemic. There are older people in my family. I get, Yeah, I'll go help out. But as soon as they started saying, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. I was like, why? And then... Yeah, sir. red flag. And as I said with the podcast, you know, it's one thing if you censor me, I get it. I'm a 30-year-old. We're talking about cults. And I'm wearing a, a psychedelic hoodie. Sure, whatever. Maybe you don't want misinformation mm-hmm. on your company, You're a private company, YouTube. When you're banning the guy that invented the technology,
1: yeah, that's, know,
0: that's flagrant know. and obvious. Yeah. It's it's yeah, man. It's so I appreciate that, and I'm I'm trying to put it up more, and um, I think there is a sea change happening because that video hasn't been taken down yet, and I think that it's because Trump's mm-hmm. bringing a huge lawsuit against YouTube. I can tell as someone that uploads every day. That YouTube isn't censoring nearly as much as they were two weeks ago. So there's something happening. Feels internally. that way, yeah. There's something happening internally. But um, I know you got to go. Uh, you got your shit to go do. Um, sorry, I had to cut this one short. And it's um, all
1: good. We can we can go for just another minute if you got a minute. Oh, i was yeah, going to yeah. ask you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I got all time your.
1: Uh, you said you were uh, you meditated shortly before we started. I want to know what your meditation uh, technique or routine is.
0: Yes, sure. So yeah, I so I texted Phil. And I was like, yo, we got to push it back. Because I like I have to meditate before I do a podcast. Um, I started meditating in high school, and I did it in college every day. I did it college tactically, so I could study longer, I could study for 90 minutes before I couldn't focus anymore. So I'd have to take 30 minutes and meditate. And I used it as a way to get better grades, not necessarily as an inward depth thing to go in deeper. When I started the podcast in December 2019. I started meditating again. I've been meditating since roughly 2008. I've tried so many different techniques and this is and that's and you got to do it this way and you got to do it that way and what I can tell you after, I mean, what over a decade, once a day, so over what 3650 times, right? 365 times 10 and then that was times. I've meditated probably about 5000 times, anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. I can say that the technique I have found that works the most is You sit on a pillow, like Indian style. You want your butt a little bit raised up. Make sure there's no noise around. So I turn on a fan next to me, white noise. And I just sit there with my eyes closed for about 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, we lost him. Is he back? I think he's back, his audio is cut out. It says you're muted. You
1: back? Yeah, we're good, we're good. Yeah,
0: sorry. I said all of that to say I've tried every technique that there is. And I think Ram Dass said it. He said, don't get confused. Don't mistake the destination, like with the technique. So you maybe try one technique for one month and you love it and it works great. You try a breathing technique. But then after a month, you don't get the same effect. So you try a new one where you think about, I don't know, the, the tininess of the earth and the galaxy. I've done that over a decade and a half. And I'm always like, well, what's the right, which one's the right technique and finally I, I realized and who knows maybe in a decade I'll look back to now and say that's not right but right now after 15 years of meditating every day I can say the best technique I found that works is find a quiet place I put a fan next to me with white noise I sit on a pillow on my bed um, like Indian style right I close my eyes I, I put my hands on my, my lap like that and I don't necessarily try to sit up straight I don't slunge I just whatever happens I close my eyes, and I sit there for 20 to 30 minutes. I have found that when I try to do a technique, breathe in, breathe out, I am the most. I am the mountain, I am, no, fuck all that. When I found, don't think about anything, don't think, don't, well, that's thinking. Yeah. When i found, yeah. count to 100, breathe in, nope. When I've, uh, life is short and uh, I will one day be united with the, God. Ga- nope, that doesn't work. Uh, we are on a little rock around the sun, around the fucking center of the galaxy, nope, that doesn't work. I found that you just sit there, and just try to focus on the fact that you are, that you are here right now. And what will happen is, is you'll be there for like a second, and then you'll just start kind of. I got to do this. I got to talk to Phil. I got to run to write it. I got to do this. Up, up, up. Oh wait, no, no, I'm right here. I'm right here. Right here, I gotta set up my new computer. I ordered a new apple, I got the new iMac, that's gonna be great. Start uploading forgive. I'm right here. I'm right here. I gotta do my dishes. Fuck, I gotta go get more fiber because I've fucking been up. I'm right here. And what happens is for the first five minutes it's just a tornado of, of thoughts. And then you start getting these little moments of silence for maybe two or three seconds at a time. And then another minute goes by of crazy thoughts, and what happens is it's kind of like, it's like a graph of like dropping a bouncy ball from like a ladder, one bounce, one bounce, one bounce, one, bl- 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 and it finally. And so, how do you get to that point? The only thing I can deduce after 15 years of meditating is, is there's no way to get to that point other than sitting and waiting.
1: Yeah, and it just, yeah. you gotta develop that muscle, right?
0: You just you can't, it's what Alan Watts said. When you see a little puddle and it's all muddied up, yeah, the quickest way to turn that puddle into clear water with just some mud at the bottom is to not touch it. <laughs> if you try yeah. to go, no, let's push all the mud down. You just poof it up more. Yeah. Just, I know that was a really long way of ex- answering you, but no, you just sit there and you just wait. You can't. You can't do nothing. You can't be like, "Where is it?" It's. Well, you have to do next to nothing. Just here comes. Yeah. Cops, you notice them, and here they are. And man, just kind of weird. Man, telephone poles are weird. I wonder where they make telephone poles. How old are telephone? I'm right here. I'm right here. Here I am. And then it just get quieter and quieter. And you really only get like a minute or two. Of just peace. And I found that's all I really need. And then it's yeah. like a bell curve. It starts, you just start getting more and more things. Yeah.
1: You found what works for you. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what it comes down to for everybody in just about everything. Yeah. There is no one size fits all. Correct. What's medicine for one person is poison for another person. Correct. We all just have to find our own way Correct. To, to find a work
0: Correct. I would say, Phil. Um, it's freezing up again. Is me. You there?
1: And, uh, if you can hear me,
0: I can hear you. Are we back? Yeah,
1: are we back online. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, the uh, I I started. I heard Wim Hof on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast like three or four years ago. And I tried, a, at first, I tried the cold showers and the breathing, and I was, I stuck with it for a while, but then after like six months, I found it really wasn't doing much for me. And like you said, the breathing at first, I felt like I was on DMT, but then like that effect wore off, and then I wasn't getting like a reward out of it, and I was less motivated to do it and then the cold showers too they didn't help me uh with some chronic like tendonitis i had so i was just like fuck it i'm not doing that anymore but then uh last year in the fall i decided i was going to go full on i was going to try to go back to it and give it another shot but instead of cold showers this time i was going to go full on ice ice bath Jeez. and so i i got a uh, a chest freezer it's like it's like the size of a cough. And I, you seal up all the, uh, all the seams with like uh, silicone, and then you fill it up with water and uh, set it. I have a, like a temperature control module and whatnot, and I set it up. And uh, long story short, I've been doing ice baths for like eight months now. Oh, yeah and it's it's been incredible for my physiology. It's like this thing that i I can't run into an old friend without bringing this up um, <laughs> because it's been it's been so amazing. I do it just every every day unless there's unless I'm traveling or something, but even then I'll try to find a river or something to get into. But I get into my ice bath for ten minutes a day and uh that's been a really powerful meditation for me because I have to focus. Yeah on, on, like, I have to be in the moment. I'm not thinking about anything else. And uh, um, on top of the meditative aspect and mind-sharpening, I I had chronic headaches. And it's pretty much 95% cured my chronic headache problem, which uh, by chronic headaches, I mean, like, every single day. Not migraines, but just a low-grade, dull, like, dark cloud in my skull. And uh I haven't had any allergies this year. And usually I have seasonal allergies. I'll have my head all plugged up and sinus headaches and whatnot and that's totally not happened at all this year. So that's my uh stump speech. Yeah. Is uh is not necessarily the Wim Hof method I don't I'm not doing the, the Wim Hof prescribed method, but it, it did lead me to doing the ice bath and it's fucking intense it's not for everybody but uh, I encourage people to the cold cold exposure uh, and just heat heat um, extremes either high or low I think it's fucking incredibly powerful and uh it started out the first time i set it the temperature when i first started i set it to like 45 degrees which is really fucking cold anyway but i got in with a with a uh, a goal of three minutes and i couldn't stay in more than like 15 seconds the first time i did it, i was like what the fuck man i've made a great mistake and wasted a bunch of money but then uh the day two I was able to stay in for like a minute and then fast forward a few weeks I would stay in for like two minutes and then get out for a a second and then hop back in for like another 90 seconds and then fast forward a few months and now I'm staying in for 10 minutes and then once I got up to like 10 minutes at 45 degrees I started lowering the temperature and then so now I've got it down to I've got the temp setting at 34 and little yeah ice forms on on the surface and i have to break it up well, and yeah. then i yeah fucking i get in and i do it and each time i feel like i've done something i conquered something Absolutely. i've developed developed a superhuman ability if someone falls in a frozen lake i got about 10 minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my yeah. very rare no but you what your naming is exactly what it is for again in college when I was meditating it was more of a there was a bigger structure behind it and it's the same thing I do now every morning I I do not get out of bed until exactly two hours before the pot. well today was different because it, it was much later but like let's say most podcasts I do it at 2pm mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wake up at like 1130 and I'll lay there until noon and then I'll get up and I know I'm fucked so I get up first thing I do make my bed Next thing I do is I put on workout clothes that I have folded on the floor at the end of my bed. Put them out the night before. Put on the workout clothes. Go to the gym. I do a mile on the on the treadmill. I do, like, just fast walking. I don't like running. I just do, like, fast walking, like a 15-minute mile. I do weights, and I come back here. First thing I walk in, AirPods. Don't even put them in the little case. Just AirPods pop out, drop them, just strip down, cold shower immediately. You get in. You just turn it on, and just go. And just head, armpits, back, so immediately you get the worst parts over, shave, shampoo, shout, whatever. I get out, I dry myself off, and it's normally I've got about 40 minutes until the podcast, brush my teeth, put on clean clothes, come in here, make sure the laptop's on, internet's working, lights are working, camera's working, you don't want any of that shit to fuck up during the podcast. By then, I've got about 25 minutes. I know... I know that if I don't meditate, it's not just that I don't do a good podcast, I know that I'm stressed the rest of the day, my anxiety and depressions get the best of me, I want to drink a lot more, like liquor, I'm always like, fuck, I just need a drink, like, to have these cravings for, like, bad habits, so I know that when I have 25 minutes, and it takes me about 20 minutes to get the good meditation, it's it focuses me there's no i'm like i got 25 minutes and i got dr robert malone it's not you know it's different with you i'm friends with you i can shoot you in text and say hey i need 10 minutes with most guests i can't do that and it's kind of like the ice bath i'm like it's go time i got 25 yeah. minutes to put out a good pot i got to get ready for it you sit down and it sharpens your mind and you just some meditations are better than others but when you get that little moment of
1: yeah let that mud settle yeah you go get just, that clear lake yeah you get
0: to the center and there's just it's you just need a couple moments of it's like lining up the magnifying glass just for a second uh-huh. and it lights the leaf on fire and then you can drop the magnifying glass the fire's going for me it's uh-huh. i just need that couple it's like that whole thing is like an hour and 59 minutes of foreplay and i just need that one minute of coming I'm just at the center my body completely relaxes it's just like I drop into the depth and it's just like you are a perfect being everyone is a perfect being there's nothing but love all the trials in your life are meant to make you grow you are safe your anxieties are just an illusion let's conquer today let's be grateful for what we have It's just that one moment. Amen. Yes. And then, by the next day, it's worn off, and I got to do it again. And it's just... And there you go. That's from me and Phil to you for free. You don't got to buy a $7,000 fucking ticket. It's, Mm -hmm. fuck you, Tony Robbins. Welcome to the cult of Tommy and Phil. Yep. Starting a cult. Starting a cult, motherfuckers. It's rolling. It's rolling. I know a lot of Delta Force guys, so we can also start a mercenary group. And uh, yeah. you know yoga, so we can do that. And we're gonna start. Tommy's got it covered. We're gonna start the ice chest cult. Yep. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that is the way.
0: Yeah, I gotta run a Rite Aid and get some scripts, and then uh, I hear ya. New and
1: go pick up my boy.
0: Ordered my new iMac seven weeks ago, and it got here today, and I'm
1: fucking ready to Fuck set yeah. it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
0: dude the
1: best part of a new a new mac is turning it on. Yeah,
0: and then it's downhill. But it's just hey, it's, it's the moment of opening it up and yeah, it's yeah. brand new. It's like meditation. Oh, yeah. It's a brand new one. Then as soon as you do it, you're just waiting for the next. But um dude, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. And um, thanks for having me, man. Keep up the good work. Always, dude. Thank you for being here. I love talking a, to you, man. It's been an honor. Fuck yeah. No, it's been an honor to have you on, buddy. And uh mm-hmm. Everybody listening, go back and it's in like the 20s or the 30s or something. It's called Colts and Mercenaries. It's a fucking great episode. But uh, yeah, man, until next time, take it easy. God bless. Stay safe. Until the next episode. Fuck yeah, brother. Love you, Doug. Love you too, Doug. Love everybody out there. Godspeed. Stay safe. God bless America. God bless all you Dougs out there. Be good to each other. One love and uh, your body, your choice, right? Amen. Peace out, dude. God (laughs) bless.
1: Recording stopped.